the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier from our gospel reading, as well as some of the other ones. So what do grumbling and manna and the bread of life and Jesus have in common? A couple weeks ago, my son Aaron was preaching about the first part of this gospel reading, where Jesus describes himself as the bread of life. And the Old Testament reading was all about the people in the Old Testament. God had brought them through the waters of the will of the Red Sea. They're now there in this wilderness and they're going, we're hungry. We're complaining, grumbling. And God said, I will provide. And he did. And he gave them the manna. This stuff, if you will, because the Hebrew word manna simply means, what is it? What is this stuff, basically, that God has given to us? And it is the stuff, the bread from heaven that God gave to them for 40 years. Amazing how God can do such things. And so it was that God did something very special to them. And so today we're going to continue with the gospel reading. Now, it's really kind of like a sandwich, if you will, because last week we didn't hear the middle section. So we're going to look a little bit at that today. But I want to give you the context also. You see, right before Jesus describes himself as the bread of life, Jesus had fed over 5,000 of these people with a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread and multiplied them in a miraculous way. So the people's stomachs were no longer grumbling either. And they saw Jesus as this miracle worker. One could even say he was the bread king. Can you imagine how wonderful it would be to never have to cook again, never have to go to the grocery store? And all you had to do is listen to Jesus, talk to you, teach you on the, on the hillside. That's what they wanted, but that's not why Jesus came. And so that's why Jesus had something else to tell them as he taught them important things about who he is. You see, in that section, Jesus, in fact, said, I don't want you to focus on what I can give to feed you physically. I want you to focus on what I can give to you spiritually. So that you may have eternal life. Not just to die physically, but to live spiritually. And also in an amazing way, to have your body changed, this physical body changed, so that on the last day you will be raised up and your body is going to be changed and transformed and you will live forever with a physical, perfect body united with your spirit. And that's why Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Those were the last words of that gospel reading from two weeks ago. 
Now, if you will, to continue on with kind of the sandwich from the reading two weeks ago and the gospel reading for today, we get this middle section that I want to share with you for today because Jesus says in there, all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. For I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now the people heard Jesus say these words. Imagine sitting on the hillside listening to Jesus. We on this side of the resurrection, we know Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins, right? And we know he was put into the grave, but he was raised on Easter. So we know that because Jesus died and for our sins and rose from the dead, that we have this promise of eternal life and this new and resurrected body. But the people in Jesus' day, they're listening. They're trying to grasp this whole thing. And then they also point out, you can read this in John chapter 6, don't we know his parents, Joseph and Mary? Um, how is it possible that he could be this bread that came down from heaven? It really didn't make a whole lot of sense to them, right? They really couldn't figure out what Jesus was saying uh, to them. So Jesus just said to them, hey, stop your grumbling. Stop trying to figure this out. He said this, no one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Think of that magnet that I showed you, the children this morning. No one can come to Jesus unless the Father draws him, unless the Father gives that person this faith in a unique and marvelous, mysterious way. And did you notice in that sermon hymn we sang the words, and I will raise him up, I will raise him up, and I will raise him up on the last day? Those words are a great reminder for us today that none of us can come to the Father None of us can come to Jesus on our own. But God the Father who sent Jesus draws us to Jesus that we may be raised up on that last day when Christ comes in all his glory. Jesus continues to tell them, because that's one of the reasons why Jesus came, was to teach the people. He said, it is written in the prophets, by the way, this is Isaiah the prophet. And they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Isaiah was prophesying, foretelling the day when the Messiah would come. And the Messiah would teach the people the word of God. He would rule his kingdom, his reign here among God's people. And they had 
the Messiah there to teach them as Jesus was. Now the people didn't quite get what Jesus was saying. So Jesus pointed out to them that their forefathers ate manna in the desert and they died physically. But then Jesus said he had come to give them eternal life. So the question for us today, ask the question for them in their day. How does a person receive eternal life? And Jesus said that earlier in verse 44. No one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Now, many of us learned a long time ago, or maybe recently, Martin Luther's explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed. And it's fascinating to see what Luther says in those words of his explanation that come right from this text to explain it. Would you read these with me? And notice we're not reading the whole thing, but where you see those three dots, that's where we skip a certain part of it and go to the end of it. So please read what's written with me. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel and will at the last day raise up me and all the dead and give unto me and all believers in Christ eternal life. This is most certainly true. Now, back in verses 37 and 39, Jesus explains that the Father gives all people to Jesus by drawing them to himself. This drawing is accomplished in a very mysterious way, something we do not understand. But it's something that God says. God designed it for purpose to draw people away from their sinful nature and death and darkness to Jesus and to give to those who believe in him life and light, the forgiveness of sins and the wonderful promise of being raised on that last day. So there's a mysterious component here that we simply do not understand. But there's also a fascinating thing that Jesus tells us in today's gospel reading. And I want you to re see what, it, what Jesus said. John 6, verse 65. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no help, no avail. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The Spirit gives eternal life. At our next worship service, Pastor Dan's son, Pax, will be baptized. And when he is baptized, all three persons of the Trinity will be at work. God the Father draws Pax, a sinful human being like you and me, to him, Jesus. Through those words that are spoken, that Jesus gave to us to baptize in the name of all three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
And as we confess in our faith, it is the Spirit who gives life and the forgiveness of sins. And so in a mysterious way, Pax will be given this promise from God of eternal life, receiving that forgiveness of sins that God gives to us to remind us of what an amazing God we truly worship. This God works mysteriously in baptism. We don't understand it, but we believe it by faith because God tells us this is what God does for us and will do for Pax. At the end of our scripture reading for today, we find Jesus noticing that all the people are going away. They have a hard time understanding what Jesus is saying. It's like many people today. They find it difficult to believe that Jesus is really the Messiah, the Savior, the one in whom they too must believe. Acknowledging the fact that they too are sinners, just like us, for whom Jesus Christ died. And so many of the people walked away because they found it difficult to believe in him. So Jesus asked those 12 disciples who had been walking with him for three years, learning, watching, seeing the miracles, eating this food, helping the people. And Jesus asked them the question, do you want to go away as well? And right before our gospel reading today, just as right before many of our gospel readings, we sang these words. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. That's what we hear in our gospel reading, the words of Jesus, that are here to give us life, to give us eternal life. And Jesus continued by saying, and we have believed or they have, Peter responded, we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is Jesus who has come, who has come into this world to save us and to save all people. It is this Jesus who comes to us today as well in a, in a mysterious way. In this bread, Jesus gives us his body. In this wine, he gives us his blood that were poured out for us on that cross at Calvary, that we might receive this forgiveness of all of our sins. And so we come to receive from Jesus what he alone can give to us so that we may be fed and enriched in our lives, in our souls, so that we may go out into this world and we may share with our neighbors and our friends and our coworkers who Jesus is, the one who came, who lived, who died, that they too may have eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God, which passes our human understanding, guard and protect us in the Christian faith unto life everlasting. Amen.